there is more fallout to that bombshell report last week revealing that our prime minister had been informed in January that China interfered in the 2019-2021 election. So far, Trudeau hasn't said much about what has been done about this. He continually says that they have tools in place, albeit CSIS has made clear as of two weeks ago at a committee hearing that they don't have any tools to deal with China, none. So I would love for the prime minister to be asked, exactly what tools are you talking about? Nonetheless, in that report from Sam Cooper, we learned about documents um, that shed light on 11 federal candidates said to have been paid by the Chinese regime to interfere in our elections, you know, embed themselves into our political circles, and either whether it's policy or elections, they were getting paid to undermine us. Now we learn a prominent businessman here in Toronto's Chinese community is the source of an investigation involving a couple of different things. I want to bring in the guy who writes all this stuff, Sam Cooper. He is an investigative journalist for Global News, also author of a book everyone should be uh, picking up to read, Willful Blindness. Great to have you. Thanks, Alex. All right, you've been busy of late, which is great to see because people are finally starting to pay attention, I think. But these are allegations involving what you lay out as money transfers to advance China's interests and alleged connections to these three police stations that we are told about being rooted here in Toronto. That's right. Uh, I've been gathering intelligence for uh, the better part of this year from sources very concerned for Canada's democracy. They're concerned for uh, what they call uh, attacks on Canada's sovereignty and especially Canada's diaspora communities uh, from East Asia run by Chinese intelligence and police operations with connections to what is called Xi Jinping's United Front Networks. And uh, the elect, what, what I advanced in this story and will continue working to advance is that, indeed, uh, the alleged intermediary for clandestine fund transfers into uh, this election interference network in 2019 is, uh, is said to be the focus of investigations by CSIS. His name is Wei Chen Yi. He's a very influential and prominent businessman in, in Vancouver and Toronto communities well-known for his influence and well-known for his self-advertised connections to Xi Jinping's United Front Work Department. Alex, I want to say we tried repeatedly mm -hmm. to, to reach Mr. Wei unsuccessfully, and yet we know that uh, he and his organizations often hold press conferences uh, to, uh, to local media in Toronto. We're still trying to reach him. But uh, exactly right. The, the key here is that we, our sources, which include RCMP and Canadian intelligence, say national security units, are looking into uh, Mr. Way's alleged ties to a Toronto police station. That is a station identified as having connections to police forces in mainland China. And the fear of investigators is that secret Chinese police agents are operating from these networks. And the actions can include forcibly repatriating people that are seen as critics or dissidents of the Chinese Communist Party regime. And when you tie that to what I've reported, that is intelligence that was briefed up to the prime minister in memos this year, but did not identify this man. The intelligence sources with awareness of the brief say this man and his organization are investigated for facilitating the fund transfers. So that's two incredibly powerful, stunning in, uh, mm -hmm. allegations and investigations. And that's what this 
story revealed. And Alex, uh, you know I'm working to continue mm-hmm. on on what names, what campaigns, what organizations are, are, are under investigation, because we believe that's very important. And of course, there are some hurdles uh, and challenges, but we're working on it. Yeah, I have no doubt you are. And I mean, I think the listeners have to understand that when you report, it's not like you're dropping stories every day. This takes sometimes weeks, if not months to report, uh, because it's not that easy. It, it, it is literally digging after digging after digging. And to your point, we both, we know from your reporting that liberals and conservatives were both targeted. I don't know if maybe, um, people were being put into conservative campaigns to disrupt them or compromise them. I don't really know. And I don't think we know yet what they did within campaigns. Um, will we find out? I mean, do you think we will ever know if this either election was turned in favor of one side or the another? Because Trudeau keeps saying, look, I've got the tools. We, we've got uh, CSIS working on everything, but we know they don't have any tools. So I'm not sure what the prime minister is talking about, but will we at some point know who has compromised our country? Well, we're hearing a, a very robust debate now on, on Parliament Hill that had not gained traction previously. Yeah. Uh, opposition parties are calling for mm-hmm. uh, committee investigations into the allegations that I have surfaced. And Alex, you know that I surfaced them only because uh, officers inside the government have become so concerned that they, they, they risk certain you know, careers to provide information they believe of such importance. And there's a history of this in journalism, and that's what I'm continuing. Will we find out, Alex? I'm, I, I'm, I'm testing allegations and evidence right now that, that do say that the public statements that elections were free and fair, uh, yeah. maybe across the board, but, um, but what I'm hearing from sources is that within parties, uh, you mentioned, ha- has the Conservative Party, has the Liberal Party been influenced? What I'm looking into is not the whole election, whether nominations can be influenced, whether agents of influence with objectives that we don't even know as of yet, however, that are uh, agents wittingly or unwittingly of Beijing could be placed in office. That's the key that I'm, I, I'm yeah. digging into right now. Yeah, well, certainly I think people will be curious. I mean, the Conservatives lost the last two elections, not necessarily by a ton. So if any of those ridings were turned over, um, you know, and compromised, even the perception of it is not okay and has to be looked at. Uh, you know that Justin Trudeau met with President Xi. I'm sure you <laughs> watched it like everyone else, some calling it a dress down. But Charles Burton certainly laying out because he knows this government and he certainly, he, I think he speaks Mandarin. But what was not really understood in the, in the translation is, that Xi basically issued a veiled threat to the prime minister. You know, he said, don't talk about our meetings that we have. You know, you've leaked that. And then basically said, you know, I don't know how this will turn out. Uh, in other words, like there could be a punishment for Canada. But I don't know if Mr. Trudeau was playing to a de- domestic audience trying to make it look like he is taking action on a file that is certainly adding pressure to him. But how do you see the exchange and, and, and Xi's reaction to that? It was extremely interesting. Your instincts are correct. And I'm sure that intelligence agencies around the world are analyzing that very question right now. Alex, how I read it. First, uh, the revelations in our global news story uh, forced a response from from Prime Minister Trudeau, where there had not been strong statements about interference previously. There were the the G20 Asia summit followed. And uh, uh, I believe that, you know, uh, staff close to the prime minister uh, would have provided, you know, the the narrative of, of what the prime minister reportedly told President Xi. But what we see with the comeback the next day is it appears that uh, 
certainly we will never take the side as a, of Mr. Z, President Z, mm -hmm. but it appears mm -hmm. he was contesting why did this information come out and did you even say what you say you said is how I read that. And to your point, uh, Mr. Burden and sinologists, language experts, I've seen a number say, Ms. President Z said it, it, it's not appropriate and we don't know what could happen if, if you're not genuine, that, that it's not a veiled threat. That is a direct threat. And it's very concerning because what, what, what we know, according to my first report, is China can take actions against yeah. Canadian politicians and industries and ridings if they believe that China has been crossed. Yeah. And the fact is they have infiltrated this country so deeply at so many different levels. Um, you know, they know that they're in this thing and they could probably pull their triggers to do what they want. And it's great that the prime minister may be changing his tone now, but he is very late. I mean, I think it would have been nice to see him say something much, much sooner. Um, so I guess we'll have to stay tuned to your uh, reporting for the next one. But I know you will come up with something. Very much appreciate it, Sam. Thanks, Alex. Sam Cooper, global news investigative journalist, author of Willful Blindness. Finally, people are starting to pay attention. I don't think this issue is going to go away for the prime minister. They can change their strategy on China. But if China ultimately turned to elections or influenced anything in the elections, there's going to be a lot of talk about um, legitimacy of the elections. You know, what then? But the fact that the prime minister has said nothing by since January about this, uh, you know, he's gotten away with this so far, but Sam is going to get names. I'm just telling you that now. So we'll stay tuned for his next.